Hello and welcome to episode number 258 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty excited to be here this week, I'm not going to lie. Yes, this is a pretty awesome one, um, back in the cinema, which is uh, always a delight. Um, Hopefully things go a bit better than last week um, (laughs) with the forever purge that I was on return to the cinema that didn't go to plan. Check that one out. Return, some would say. Yeah, but luckily we'd already seen like Black Widow, so at least we got to see something good on the big screen last week. Um, But yeah, this week we're going to be talking about the latest from M. Night, um, who has been very, very fantastic to us in recent years. Um, But we'll get to all that good stuff lately, uh, shortly. Um, But first, we have a lot of news to get through this week. (laughs) Yes, we do. Like I'm get, I think it was Comic Con at home, and I'm sure that there was like a few other mm. things going on because everyone yeah. decided to release news and trailers this week. Um, they went for it. <laughs> where we literally had one item last week, where I was just like, "Hey, Titan looks cool." Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then this week, yeah, it's like I trailer, trailer announcement. Last week, saying like, I was going to say like, you know, we don't have to do news if there isn't any news. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because we actually have a small update on that as well to come in this week's news, yeah. <laughs> which is more substantial than what we had last week but at least we've already talked about how cool the movie looks um so yeah i imagine the news is going to take up quite a bit of time this week and then obviously Mm. our discussion of old so that'll probably just be the whole episode this week um so yeah let's dive into the first news story um and yeah this one broke on twitter and i kind of saw it as it happened which was pretty exciting um just a tweet from one jordan peele um that kind of sent me into a little bit of a meltdown um Mm. for a few moments while i was trying to examine what what the hell was going on um i believe it was just this image that he tweeted along with a cloud emoji um and there's a lot to unpack here because it is in fact the first movie poster for his next film um of course his third movie he's directing um we featured this in the news quite a bit um Obviously, I think the only thing we really talked about was that Kiki Palmer was confirmed, mm. um, and that was about it. We we knew rumors of other cast members. We didn't have like a title. We still don't have a plot synopsis or anything like that. Um, but as far as this fir- uh, first poster goes, we do get a lot of information from this. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess first and foremost, we have a title to look forward to. Um, nope. And- Yes, and that title is Nope. Um, I love that Jordan just doesn't care about how searchable his movies are. Um, yeah, he's like, whatever, <laughs> you, you, you'll figure it out. I, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, um, and he de- I saw a tweet that said something I like... I hope his next movie is just called upcoming jordan peele movie <laughs> yeah um i saw a tweet that was like oh jordan just names his films like their pixar movies and it's so true um but uh yeah n- the name is nope uh, we also have a release date and mm-hmm. it was exactly a year to the date when he tweeted this um so look forward to it on the 22nd of july next year 2022 I um i know i i, I genuinely am um and of course, yeah, we have the cast. Of course, Kiki Palmer is in there, as we knew. Um, and then pretty much the two other names. And again, I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast or not, because I don't think they were confirmed um, until the, until now, which is great. Um, but of course, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is returning, um, obviously, after being amazing in Get Out. And then um, Stephen Young as well, obviously, Walking Dead fame. Um, he recently got nominated for an Oscar as well, I believe, um, for a movie. Um, so very kind of, you know... A, a very interesting cast um mm. only three names you know not a huge amount to go on here um it's it's cool that he's kind of it is the first returning actor for a jordan peele um 
project i imagine that's going to put the rumor mill into overdrive of mm-hmm. like are people going to try and tie this to get out in other ways um yeah but we shall see and that's pretty much it the poster itself is basically a giant cloud um with is it bunting attached to it I yeah, well, that's it what it's called. It, yeah it's bunting to make it almost look like a kite as well yeah yeah, and it's kind of floating over this, looks like a little town that's very lit up. Yeah. Um, but it is worth mentioning that I don't think they've actually started um, shooting this movie yet. I think Jesus it's starting Christ, shooting really? soon. I think so. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think they have, which obviously, I mean, this looks like a very, you know, artistic poster. It's clearly not an image from the film. Mm. Um, so that's So I would say I wouldn't take too much from this because... This could just be a complete, you know, mood piece and not really have anything to do with the actual film itself. Um, but listen, it's ridiculously exciting. It's the mm-hmm. most news we've had about Jordan's next project. This now puts, for people that are keeping note, for next year, um, a Jordan Peele movie, a Ari Aster movie and a Robert Eggers movie. So <laughs> it's looking like 2019 all over again. And 2019 was probably my favorite year for movies ever of all time. So we, we deserve it. We really yeah. do. Yes. The, the film industry deserves it after the last year or so. Um, you know, we're getting back on track and especially the latter half of this year is, is very exciting. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 2022, looking forward to it. Very much mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time yes. to talk about this one in the future when there's more to go on. Maybe we'll get yeah. a trailer this year, potentially. Well, more than a cloud, but <laughs> this could have just been a black screen with just mm. a white font that said, nope, Jordan Peele, 2022, and I'd have been buzzed. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like we got way more information and yeah, I'm just it, it it's it's just number one on the hype list now. I think it's worth mentioning as the final thing as well, because um, I mentioned those other two directors and we know a lot about Robert's project um, mm-hmm. and we know that that's a horror movie. We pretty much think that Ari's Ari Aster's next project isn't a horror movie. Um, it's being described as a nightmare comedy, um, obviously starring Joaquin Phoenix. So like, regardless, I'm going to see it and I'm very excited. Um, but it is worth noting that kind of the tagline at the top of the poster does say a new terror from the mind of Academy Award winner, Jordan Peele. Um, yeah. which I love. It's very reminiscent of the tagline that was on the us poster. Um, which I think it says something like it basically was like a new nightmare from Jordan Peele, which mm. I really loved. Um, and yeah, he's been talking it up, you know, that he is the one guy that he could literally do anything. People forget that us obviously get out had that huge critical fame won the oscar but us was when he really took off because what that did at the box office was like astounding where i think it was something like the biggest opening in the u.s um for an original ip since like avatar i think that was the case it was something like that it's you know people talk about uh people like quentin tarantino yeah, and, and the like, Christopher Nolans. Yeah, and like he, Tarantino's never had numbers like that. And, no. and um, you know, um, I don't know if you've got it in the news, but like what M Night's doing right now is insane with old, and we'll probably get to that later. But like mm. it's um, you know, to to see Jordan put up those numbers, yeah, suddenly now he he can do anything. Yeah, um, there's not a studio in the world that will turn down whatever idea he's got. 
Yeah, and I think that's worth mentioning where, like, he literally could walk into any... He could do any IP, anything he wanted. And I think the fact that he is still, by the looks of things, choosing to make original horror movies, I think we're just... We're so blessed to have that. Um, I think this my, is a dream cloud. I think this is a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> well, my, my very early prediction um, for this movie is that I think this is going to be on a, a way bigger scale than his two previous movies. I think even the step up from Get Out to Us was bigger movie but it wasn't like this huge leap and i think a lot of people might be fearful of that where i do expect like a big budget for this film i oh yeah that was another thing worth noting there is a lot in this poster um so right at the bottom it says select sequences filmed with imax cameras yeah which yeah that's that like it's funny because i'm sure nowadays it's very outdated but my my source of reference which is a bizarre one is the dark knight because mm. i remember when that came out and christopher nolan filmed set se- sequences with imax cameras um because at the time they were like very massive and very expensive whereas i'm pretty sure now like i'm sure all of tenet was imax um but i remember specifically that movie where it was like the opening sequence when when joker robs the bank and the kind of car chase in the middle mm. like they looked spectacular at the time because they were specifically filmed on imax and so it is interesting to see that on the poster especially for a horror film because like i say and i think that speaks with what i was saying as well where i expect there to be some yeah, big see, set pieces yeah that require a very particular style of camera um but yeah i i can't wait i could talk about this all day but we have to move on because there's so much to get through um so, much, so, so moving on this is our trailer block um because there's at least five trailers to talk about maybe more considering another one dropped today oh there's um, more Actually, a couple have dropped today, and I haven't even put them all in it because I'm just like, there's too many. Um, but we have to talk about some of these because they're actually um, incredibly exciting. And yeah. the first two, I actually, I only watched these when they came out last week. I was meaning to rewatch them again today, and I haven't, unfortunately. So I'm going to be a bit hazy on these first two. Um, but I want to start with Malignant mm-hmm. um, because obviously this is just around the corner. Um, yeah. You know, with the, with the release date of September 10th, so we're about six or seven weeks away from this one. And that's very much been with a lot of these HBO um, slash Warner Bros films this year um, mm. where they've just had there's so many that are on the slate. Um, you know, like we only got the Conjuring trailer, the Conjuring 3 finally, only a few weeks before the movie actually came out. So they're leaving yeah. these very late. Um, but we know it's a James Wan new horror movie. I mean, what did you make of this first trailer? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I almost knew nothing about this movie going into yeah. this trailer. Um, and this trailer does a really good job of telling you what this movie is about. And uh, I think it it looks and feels like a terrifying James Wan movie. Mm. You know, it, it feels very James Wan. It feels like an evolution of Conjuring. Um, I I really like the, the concept. Um, our kind of lead is... Uh, um, uh, having dreams or flashes of murders as they happen and then kind of trying to figure out why she's seeing them and go into her past as to why. And I think kind of those images look very kind of scary. I think kind of the, the whole trailer made me think that this is just going to be a, a fantastic James Wan cinema horror that's going to be terrifying. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I was pretty sold on the whole thing. 
Yeah, I liked it. I think definitely the concept and the story was what drew me in the most of like kind of it, it does feel very James Wan and it does very much feel like an insidious slash conjuring type of film um, with a lot of supernatural stuff. But then that twist of, oh, there seems like there's just a fairly, yeah. yeah, it feels like it's just a normal serial killer that's doing these actions. And then for some unknown reason, she has this link that she's trying to kind of decipher. So, yeah, the story was what definitely pulled me in and it looks pretty great as well um we did have a very short as well kind of quote here from james who who posted this alongside the trailer which i really liked um he said i don't quite know how to describe this one except i wanted to take this opportunity in between my two big fishy films to do something <laughs> smaller and different um a genre bender slash blender that harks back to my gritty indie roots it's an original story but inspired by my love for barva argento de palma and cronenberg and the kind of 80s horror slash thrillers you would discover on the back of shelves of video stores mm. um so yeah just some great You're words there. Nice stuff there james You're he is indeed nice <laughs> yeah um and yeah i'm glad this is one that isn't kind of like been looming over us for ages like you know the candy mans of the world um where this is kind of it is bizarre almost similar with the film we're about to talk about this week that like a james wan new original horror movie has kind of gone under the radar um and i think that's a good thing because yeah mm. you know when has he ever steered us wrong the answer is never um so i'm looking forward to it for sure um Next up is the trailer that, like, I definitely should have rewatched because, like, I'm struggling to remember it now. Um, was demonic. Um, yeah. this was in the news very recently because obviously it's, I think it's the opening movie, isn't it? It's the Fright opening Fest. movie. It's kind of the flagship movie of Fright Fest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the, um, oh, God, uh, Neil Blomkamp's new movie. Yeah. Um, this kind of this, like, sci fi horror mix. Um, yeah. So, what did you make of it? Because I'm struggling to remember this one. So, so yeah, this one's this one's really strange. I think kind of, um, I I don't really have like the Neil Blomkamp hype that a lot mm. of people do. I, I liked District Nine, um, but I never found myself clamoring for him as a filmmaker beyond District Nine. Um, but but yeah, certainly kind of him doing a, a horror movie. I'm you know I, I'm still in for. Um, but yeah, having seen this trailer, it kind of, it was not what I expected at all. Uh, completely out there to what I was expecting. I don't know why, because they said it was a sci-fi horror, but this is mm. about as Black Mirror sci-fi as you can get. Um, we are, are kind of lead is a young woman who, um, she, her, her mother has committed these heinous crimes and is in like this coma state where she's in her subconscious is within like this CG world and living in this CG world. And so these uh, doctors or scientists or combination of the two have uh, put in the daughter kind of under and making her go into this virtual world to speak to her mother, to try to kind of get the facts and, and figure out why she did what she did. Um, and so I think, I think one of the, big things that I take away from this trailer was the CG world when we were seeing it, it was, it was very jumpy, the trailer. Um, it didn't, you know, it never, it never really stayed focused on that world too much, but the bits I did see, I wasn't blown away with. It wasn't like a full computer world and it wasn't completely live action still. It was this kind of hybrid between the two that, um, I didn't, I didn't 100% vibe with within the trailer, but, um, hopefully hopefully kind of when it comes out i will um 
but but I still thought it I still thought it looked really interesting. I kind of um treated this like I say with with kind of how I felt about kind of Neil Blomkamp. I kind of just treated this trailer as if it was just a trailer for a movie that we had put in front of us, not with anyone attached to it. And mm. I came out after the trailer thinking, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to see this, like, and see what it's all about. It looks weird enough and horror-y enough that, that, I'm, that I'm interested. I don't think it would... It's not jumping out at me as something... Um, I think the two, the two trailers pair very well together that we've just spoken about. And if you take both directors' names off them, um, you know, Malignant really is something that I think... We, could could be really cool and this one is something where i'm like it's it's interesting it's very different and we will see yeah um yeah i was just watching actually just skipping through it on mute when you were talking there just to remind myself of it and yeah i, I did like this one actually um i pretty much echo what you said um where it's not like this unbelievable astounding thing but i i thought the trailer did a good job of kind of getting across that story um mm. and what it's about and i d- i do like the look of the cgi world i think it is this very particular look that i don't think i've really seen in a film before um it almost reminds me of like ps1 style graphics yeah Um, it's kind of uncanny valley where you're kind of like should it really look like this yeah (laughs) because it is like it's still live action but it purposefully looks like almost bad cg Mm. um that gives it that kind of polygonal ps1 look um yeah i liked it vr now so yeah i'm looking forward to this one um and yeah we we kind of said before but this apparently is coming out august 20th um so apparently theatrical on demand and digital so who knows what that means in terms of the uk because obviously i'm sure fright fest will want to protect that um mm-hmm. but it's going to be released around that time um and obviously with 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 it being available on digital we can always watch these things so yeah i'm sure we will get around to this one i'm looking forward to it um mm-hmm. Next up, this has been a long-awaited trailer. Um, again, pretty disappointing that it came out this week, the week of all trailers, because I, I feel like this one could has been they've been sitting on this and teasing this for so long, um, which is the first proper trailer for Chucky. Um, we've oh, been man. talking about this in the news for what over two years now. <laughs> I'm kind yeah. of getting to that point of like i'm really sick of talking about it i just want to bloody watch it mm. um but we finally got the first footage um mm. and yeah with the premiere date of october 12th um what did you make of the first footage um I, yeah i i thought it was great it was it was not what i expected mm. um what, what i expected was a continuation of the chucky kind of storyline and that's not what this is in the trailer at least it's very yeah. much uh you know what child's play 2 was to child's play 1 you know, just uh, Chucky doll is arrived to this kid and he starts to manipulate this kid. I think the 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 way that he was manipulating him, there was a, there was a fantastic scene with the with him doing ventriloquism, mm. which I think I think is I can't believe that's not really been done in Chucky before after <laughs> seeing that. Um, I can't wait for that scene. And um, and yeah, just just kind of some really great Chucky one-liners. Um, I think kind of like the the one with the girl where he's like, I'm just going to go kill your sister. And then like, you snooze, you lose. I thought, you know, great, great, uh, great Chucky one-liners. I think, um, you know, I, I thought the trailer would have maybe given us uh, a, a hint of um, the returning characters, uh, you know, just something to see how they fit into this world. And the fact that it hasn't kind of, really gives me a lot of question marks as to what that's going to be. Mm. Um, 
and but but yeah, I couldn't be more excited for this as a TV show. I really couldn't. Yeah, I wasn't as hot on it to be honest with you. I think I, I thought it was decent. I thought Chucky looked and sounded great in it. Um, everything else gave me kind of a lot of questions, definitely more questions than I had before. Um, and I'm right there with you of, had I not known that this was Dom and this was in canon and that at mm. some point Fiona and Jennifer are going to appear, I, if you watch this trailer prior to the, um, the Child's Play remake, and you would just be like, oh, this is just a remake of Child's Play. Because yeah. it's just very much like, oh, a Chucky doll just um, appears in the hands of a kid. And then they're, they've got the, they're developing this bond um, whilst Chucky is clearly going off and being a serial killer. Um, and it is it does just bring a lot of questions of like, what is this Chucky in this world? Because he, you see a lot of scenes in this trailer that is just Chucky talking to people. Um, and it seems like he's very much going to be ingrained with this kid in this family for a long portion of this TV show. Like I think multiple episodes, it looks like. And you have to question if it's like, do they know what he is? Does he just think it's this doll that he's talking to? And then just like at the, the last five minutes of an episode, he just goes off and kills someone randomly. Like I'm really curious how this format is going to work as a TV show. Um, because yeah. this felt like the first 20 minutes of a, of a remake of child's play watching this trailer. Do you know I what I mean? I think the fact that he's bringing him to school and stuff makes me mm. think that he's, he's definitely aware of him way more, mm. um, you know, because that's just not something you would do uh and and so yeah i i think it, it's just an interesting dynamic on it and and yeah i don't i it was not what i expected but i'm just so pumped for more chucky to be honest yeah i hope it's good um like i say it's Ooh. not what i would have wanted with the franchise at this point you know watching this i'm like man what i would give to just have another fully fledged sequel after Ooh. those last couple oh, of movies yeah, um sure. But I'll, I'll take it, and I just hope that it's good. And yeah, we I am very curious. Well, though, like we know those characters are there, <sighs> or we? the actors are there. Like we, you know, mm. we don't know. No, we don't know. But um, yeah, hopefully it's good. We shall see because mm -hmm. it is just around the corner with an extremely busy October on both mm -hmm. the film and TV front. It's absolutely insane this year. Um, and another project which is out in October um is Day of the Dead um again actually another sci-fi show um yeah, this one doesn't have actually a, a date it just says october mm -hmm. um but we've we featured this in the news a tv series of day of the dead that's not <laughs> following that strict storyline like that's what's very confusing because it's not set in this kind of yeah. underground militant bunker um it's basically just a zombie tv show with the day yeah. of the dead rights um yeah which is is a weird one what, what did you make of the trailer it's weird because i think if this hadn't been attached to the IP, we wouldn't be talking about this, and I wouldn't have ever seen this trailer, mm. and I probably then wouldn't have ever watched this TV show. There are so many zombie kind of TV shows that have come out in the recent years, and I've watched some of them, and then I've kind of given up, but with the attachment of the IP, obviously it gets you a bit excited, and you want to see what it's about, and watch, watching this trailer, I, I thought it was... It looked fun. I, I enjoyed the comedy that was in it. I think, you know, the um, the, the zombies looked good. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to give this a watch. Like, I, I, I wasn't blown away by anything. But, um, yeah, I think, I think the IP alone is what keeps me interested just because it has that branding. 
Yeah, the reason why I'm excited is, of course, the uh, the legend himself, Stephen Kostansky, is obviously directing a portion of the episodes. Mm. Um, so kind of like his, 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 it was his first project post-Psycho Gorman. Um, yeah. So that got me attached to it. But yeah, it was a weird one where it was like, oh, you're really going in on the comedy. Um, yeah, and that's really becoming your unique selling point. And it's like, well, Day of the Dead isn't comedic, really. Um, mm. But I'm glad for it because, like you say, otherwise, this does just become a completely generic zombie show. Um, whereas I do think there is a bit more room for like a very comedic, um, focused zombie show. Um, the jokes worked for the most part. And I do think the zombies looked fantastic. This was the best zombies I've seen outside of walking the, uh, the walking dead in a TV show by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that will go a long, a long way as well, but yeah, it's a weird one. I'm not extremely excited for it, especially with it coming out in October. This might be one that I have to get to a little bit afterwards, but yeah, it might be good. Who knows? Um, we shall see. And then, yeah, lastly, I just put a couple of trailers in here for your benefit. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, because the first one was Dexter, um, mm-hmm. which yeah, is coming back November 7th. Um, I think it's, I think they're just going with Dexter New Blood as the title. It um, seems to be, yeah. yeah which what, season, what season is this of Dexter? Oh, Christ. Good question. Eight, maybe? Right, yeah. I was thinking eight or nine around eight that or nine. Eight or um, nine. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I don't have any thoughts on this because I've never watched Dexter. So did this do anything for you? Travesty. Um, I I liked it. I think, um, you know, it, it's very clear to, to anyone. I don't think there's a single person that likes the way Dexter ended. I think the way that they've rose it up from the ashes and the fact that he is somewhere else in hiding and kind of living this life, like now we get a continuation of it. I'm I'm kinda like, okay, I'm I'm into seeing this. I love the character enough. I think the biggest problem is is that with Dexter, the supporting cast was so good and and his job was so good and the fact that he was doing his job whilst doing what he was doing, it was why the show was great. And it was when it was when that fell apart in the show that the um that Dexter's kind of world fell apart in the show that the show itself fell apart because he was that was no longer then the premise of the show that he's this forensic guy that's committing the murders that he's investigating or catching the people that he's investigating you know when when most people knew what he was doing and he was on the run and stuff it was like well that's game over pretty quickly mm. um but this this has very much psycho 2 vibes i think as well <laughs> kind of <laughs> him just him just oh like chilling, like looking at a knife loads, trying to be like, oh, am I going to do shit? Am I not? And I'm just like, I hope, because this, this is a short series, isn't it? It's a mini series. Um, I think uh, so. Yeah. Uh, so was Dexter in the era of TV, which is gone now, where it was like 24 episodes? It, I don't think it ever got that high. I think it, I think it went around the 12 to 16 mark most of the time. Right. I might be wrong, but it was... I think the first season was a mini series, like most of them are, and or six episode, and then after that they got longer. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's your classic around that time where there was a season affected by the writer strike and all manner of stuff. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I, I I I hope that's not. I hope it very quickly it becomes what it needs to become, and whatever the new version of Dexter killing people or whatever comes into play um there was some parts in this trailer where there was kind of like this guy in kind of a mask with a sniper rifle and i'm like oh god are people like hunting dexter and is that what the threat's gonna be and so so yeah it, it definitely hasn't hasn't answered all of my question marks as to whether i can like dexter again but the fact that they're trying to do something to make to make it 
good. I appreciate, and and yeah, I just hope it is because I really want to watch Dexter and love Dexter because the the first seasons were incredible. But I just I've never been able to go back to watch it because I know I have to watch that final season. Mm. Um, so if there's something that it can give me beyond that that's better, then then great. It is funny, like, from an outsider's perspective, Dexter, because, like, it is one of the few TV shows that has universally the yeah. exact same reception from its fan base, where, like, it doesn't have all these divisions like Game of Thrones and Lost do, where it's, like, yeah. all these different people have their different thoughts and feelings on it. It is very unanimous about what people liked and disliked about Dexter, and so I feel like this is a free hit in a way, where yeah. it's like, well, if it's shit, it doesn't really matter because everyone hated the way it ended anyway. But then if it, even if this is slightly good, it will kind of help like the, because the fact that they did tarnish it towards the end it will help that um yes, and put the band-aid over the wound so yeah i it, i'm curious like whether or not this will be good it'd be funny if it is like even worse <laughs> than the finale <laughs> than the last season but i don't think yeah. it will be i don't think it can be because you know one of the biggest things is what they did with deb in that final season and stuff and they, they can't ruin that anymore now so mm. <laughs> um but yeah we'll see yeah uh we will see give and then it, yeah give it last, to me, give it to me lastly we even though we're going incredibly long apparently you want to talk about ghostbusters um <laughs> yeah i do man so yeah there's a new new trailer come out of this uh apparently uh, the fourth ghostbusters movie i'm hearing no, um, they already movie. finished the trilogy and yeah. now they're doing a fourth one which you're, is you're bizarre getting, you're getting a bit confused there this is the third <laughs> ghostbusters movie that's weird. Um, I could have sworn on IMDb it says there's three, but um, nah, anyway, nah, you're, um, you're, getting, you're getting very, very confused by that. Oh yeah, it's just called um, Ghostbusters as well. Random. Um, yeah. Weird yeah. that someone else just called a movie Ghostbusters. I don't know how they got away I with that. I don't know if you um, know, but the the rights their name Ghostbusters is a real mess. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. So is it kind of like Not the Living Dead, where anyone can just call it that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Mad. Um. Uh. But. But yeah, I. Uh, I'm so excited for this goddamn movie. Like, I can't help myself. I'm so excited by it. Like, see, I wait for you to get spiraled. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get spiraled so bad, but I don't even care, man. Like, you knew you were getting spiraled as well, and you you went into the journey, and this is exactly what's happening here. Like, I I can't fucking wait. I think um, I've been hearing kind of Jason Reitman talk about the movie. And kind of a lot of the things he's saying gets me really excited. The use of practical effects and, and all of that that they've done in the film. I think kind of looking, we, we can see, we, we see more in this trailer from the first one. So kind of the demon dogs from the, the first movie uh, uh, was, it was a one second part of the first trailer. And it's very clearly that's what they are. There's some incarnation of that which kind of makes sense because we know that this is going to be centered very much around the first movie and Goza and, and that sort of thing. So seeing them was, was awesome. Uh, I think when the car was going around the city and it was attacking the ghost, we wasn't sure whether that was Slimer or, Slimer or not. And we can now see in this that it's not Slimer. It's just another ghost that looks very similar. Um, and And yeah, I think kind of, Seeing Janine talk a little bit more in this was just awesome, kind of see her returning character. It kind of, it's interesting how she kind of refers to, to Egon as like, you know, your father to, to, to obviously the, the, the single mum in this. Um, and I'm kind of like, is Janine the grandmother? Is she not? Like, what what's going on there? I kind of, I, I assume she's not, but um, like, it's it's awesome to to kind of see her in it. And, and then... Uh, 
the the two kind of big things that we got added to this was uh the well first of all the very end of the trailer the dan the kind of dan Aykroyd cameo which i think is just it was an awesome cameo uh to get in that trailer where it's just kind of like him in his occult books store and kind of with the red phone from the second movie and just giving that second movie some love and then um it was it was interesting that he has that tattoo on his arm um and it looks like it's some sort of scripture which i kind of imagine might be what was said in the first movie um but but yeah that uh it's obviously just seeing that character and knowing that that character is going to pop up is awesome and then um mini stay puffed i mean what what, what do you think about that man it was good (laughs) i loved it i loved the mini stay puffed so so much i thought it i thought it you know you can't bring him back in the giant format and everything and like to do it like that looks amazing i don't know if you saw but they they released a second clip which is like a minute minute clip just of that of how they kind of break out and stuff. And, and they have like this little moment with Paul Rudd when he first sees it and thinks it's adorable. And they kind of become like little gremlins and go crazy. Like mm. I, I thought it was great. Like I loved that sequence. And yeah, I'm, I'm completely gonna get my, get fucking wrecked for this movie. I know I am because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> so you know, sold. I don't, I don't think this movie is going to be terrible. I th- no. like my prediction is I think this is going to be a six or seven out of 10 that will appease the hardcore. That's my prediction for this movie. I don't think it's going to be some ground shattering movie, but I think they are ticking all the nostalgia. Like this yeah. trailer is a, a Buying lesson yeah, yeah, in how to tickle the nostalgia buds where it's like the way they reveal the car and the logo and the traps like even as well, someone they, who they reveal thinks... the, the trap they reveal um the the pke meter they reveal the car you know they reveal the the demon dogs stay puffed like mm. everything yeah and every one of them has their own little reveal and they're all great like they they really did it perfect like, I get it because there's plenty of things that I'm into that do the same thing. But it's funny because I see the same thing with, like, Star Wars, with Mandalorian. People have said that it relies on nostalgia too much. Um, and, like, you know, Marvel potentially as well. But it's funny seeing it from something that, like, I'm aware of. I think the movies are perfectly fine, but I don't love them. And it's funny seeing it for, for something of that level because I am I can see it a bit more from, like, a, I don't just gloss over because I'm in love with it. And I'm like, man, it really is just you can just have this laundry list of things you tick off. And it will make people happy whereas like i was the same in mandalorian i was like oh my god it's boba fett um but it is just the same in this trailer so yeah it's it's coming it's coming in november so uh you won't yeah, have too great. long like because i i forgot when it was coming out and i'm like oh i'm glad it's this year i thought we had to wait till next year for it but yeah it's the one thing i find interesting about what you said and then we'll quickly move on is you said about how like the not. director was talking about practical effects mm-hmm. like I didn't really see that in the trailer. I saw a shit ton of CG, <laughs> which well, again, is, I, I don't have a problem with, but I saw a CGI fest in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, the thing is what they kind of, that there has to be a lot of CG with the ghosts and stuff. Yeah, but like all of the stuff in the cornfield was very much a practical effect. I could see in the trailer. Mm. I think that the car is tangibly driving through the street as well and doing that stuff. Um, so I think the car in particular is, um, and yeah, obviously the the ghosts always will be, and and also I think it's the way that the ghosts look and the way that the the proton uh, like the, the rays and everything look are as they look in the original movies, which again will appease people like me instead mm. of trying to make them really like a technical marvel. For I think they could look better 
if mm. you wanted them to. And I, and I think there's a choice for them to look the way they look. I think that the Slimer ghosts and that sort of thing, they look a certain way. I think that the demon dogs will move a certain way because of how they were pretty much claymation when they moved in the first movie. I think they'll they'll continue to look and feel that way. And and I think that will just feel right for for this world and what, what someone like me wants. I'm really curious how this movie's gonna do as well, because like watching this trailer, it's so um hardcore and kind of hard to follow if you aren't a hardcore ghostbusters fan where i'm watching it and i'm like i don't really understand what's going on in this story um and i'm curious what like because there's a lot of ghostbusters fans obviously and they're very vocal but this is where we'll finally see like Mm -hmm. can you release a ghostbusters movie that to be honest watching this trailer i don't think this is very child friendly i don't think kids will see this trailer at the cinema and and ask their parents to go watch this movie i could be wrong but that's just the vibe i'm getting so i I feel like they are very much appeasing to the hardcore and it's how many of those people are going to actually get off their asses and go see this at the cinema um so yeah we shall see Um, well it's funny though because the original movie was like that it was this incredibly Mm. weird idea where you've got this kind of kind of child um like backbone of a a children's kind of movie and that this is like a first horror movie for a lot of people but then you have some you know you've got these grown men that are saying some quite risky things some quite risky moments and then some quite scary moments as well Mm -hmm. and so the movie was a real hodgepodge you know i i wouldn't say it's for adults or for children really yeah and it, and it just kind of appeased everyone and, and so yeah i think that's probably what they're trying to capture here well yeah and those types of movies will always stand out in terms of gaining a cult following but they're not mm. necessarily the ones that will always make a big splash at the cinema so i i am curious what that will no, like. movie has a budget yeah for sure um but yeah moving very quickly to some very quick hits um creep show news um this is pretty awesome um it was kind of what i was talking about on the podcast but it is nice to see it confirmed that uh season three is on the way very very soon in fact um season premiere september 23rd um so just around the corner, and we'll obviously be airing during Halloween uh, season. So much and TV this year. There's so much I, TV. It's crazy. Like, October alone, we could just cover TV, let alone the fact that there is, like, three or four big films coming out. Um, but, yeah, this is everything that I was hearing um, on the grapevine that I was kind of hinting at during our Season 2 discussions. The mm. Season 3 was always... That was the, the, the plan. And I'm really glad because um, we loved Season 2, and it was a massive... or well, not massive, but it was better than Season 1. Um, but it was always imperative for the future of the show to keep it in that Halloween season. Um, yeah. It will always drive up the numbers for Shudder, which is the main reason they have the show, um, bringing in that kind of casual, normie, um, normie market who will you know try out their trial during halloween season mm. and then they'll watch other stuff on the on the um the service and this is the type of thing that they need to have at that time of year yeah it's perfect and you know you, you imagine i don't know whether they've have they announced any casting or anything there's a couple um, of small things but i didn't have it here no but you just you, you you hope that they kind of done what they've done with the first two seasons that there'll mm. be a, two or three big name actors that will get people interested in it um and kind of you know the normal people interested in it and and if they continue to do that then this show will continue to thrive yeah for sure um 
Next up is just another small update on uh, Titan from last week um, with an actual US release date confirmed now, um, which is October 1st. Um, so again, very, very busy October. Um, obviously, th this is being distributed by Neon in the US. Um, in the UK, it's another company and Film 4 kind of co-distributing it. Um, so we don't know exactly when it's coming over here. But it's interesting because, yeah, this is out in France right now. It's a French mm -hmm. film. Um, it comes to Belgium uh, this week. It comes to the Netherlands in August, USA in the 1st of October, and then Spain on the 8th of October. So we Doing could yeah, we could just get this film in August, or this could be The Lighthouse, and we get it like in April next year. Um, it really would. Yeah, I would as well. And to be honest, with how busy October is, we can wait. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, either way, um, it's cool to see it get a firm US release date. And, yeah, I'll keep it. Uh, I'll definitely put it in the news, obviously, if we get a UK release date. Um and then lastly in this ridiculous news section um update on army of the dead um it has indeed been confirmed um that we will that we will be getting a sequel um obviously we already knew that a prequel film is coming later this year um there was already a teaser trailer for that there's also an animated prequel tv series in the works um i think for early next year and uh, Zack Schneider has just signed a new first look deal with Netflix. Um, and then the Hollywood Reporter um, kind of said that as part of that deal, um, his next project for Netflix is Rebel Moon, which is a sci-fi movie. Um, and then after that, it will be an Army of the Dead proper sequel. Um, so don't expect it anytime soon. I imagine that we're probably at least four, maybe five years away from an Army of the Dead <laughs> sequel. Um, but yeah, this was a no-brainer. It was a massive hit for Netflix in terms of viewing numbers Huge. um and uh zach seems incredibly happy with netflix as well obviously he was with warner for so long and that did not end greatly yeah. um and so he seems very happy as a filmmaker right now with netflix and so yeah i'm very curious what he will be like going forward this rebel moon film especially with it being like a sci-fi focused thing i'm definitely interested in so yeah zach seems to found his home at netflix um which is great for him and great for us um so yeah, that's it. Finally, thank we God. See you next Whew. week. I know I'm exhausted. I'm like, oh yeah, we now we have to God. That went so long. My God. Um, right. Let's talk about this week's film. Let's talk about old. So yeah, old is finally here. Um, the latest movie written, directed, and produced by M Night Shyamalan, of course, um, who has just been I on kind a of written. Yeah, well, yeah, written for what's what is it? Yeah, screenplay written, written screen by M Night, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Which is interesting because, yeah, it's based upon Sandcastle, which I believe is a graphic novel, um, which I kind of found this out a few weeks ago. And it, it made a lot of sense to me in some ways where I was like, OK, it makes sense why we're getting such a quick turnaround um, in an M. Night film for something that seems to be completely original. And also it didn't, you know, that trailer, which we've discussed a lot and I'm sure we'll bring up here as well that we weren't too keen on. Um, it didn't necessarily feel very M. Night, that trailer. Mm. Um which yeah speaks volumes because i guess it isn't very m night um but yeah well, i guess going into this movie now having now seen it um what is it about um well it has a really disgusting poster i'll tell you that much mm. uh, the, is that poster, like the leg yeah the leg with the skin peeling <laughs> off it. it's really gross yeah uh, <laughs> 
but but yeah old is um about a kind of uh family who have gone on this holiday um uh to kind of um we know we can we can see that they're kind of un, uh, going under stress and it's almost like them to get this getaway in the middle of nowhere um we don't really know where this island is at the beginning of the movie the family kind of says that um uh you know it was either this or cancun so i kind of imagine like south america caribbean that sort of kind of vibe where this island is um but yeah it's kind of mother father um son and daughter have gone to this very inclusive kind of holiday resort, sorry, exclusive holiday resort where they kind of are being chauffeured there and they kind of have their own kind of personnel greet them and let them into the hotel. And it's a very kind of five-star place. Um, and they're kind of um, uh, tour guide kind of um, uh hotel worker guys kind of says to them oh i know of this exclusive beach that i can take you on and uh, take you to and you're you know it's, it's incredible and beautiful and you you won't be disturbed and you'll have a great time um and so the family agrees and ends up going to the beach that isn't quite as exclusive straight away as what they think because on the way there they're joined by kind of what is it another uh an, another couple with a child yeah. and, and a mother um, or grandmother um, and then kind of yeah when we get to the the beach itself there's kind of more characters there as well um, so in the end we kind of have 10 or 11 characters that are mm. on this beach um, and yeah when they get on the beach they kind of um, I guess kind of I'm assuming people that are listening to this have seen the trailer so there'll be kind of beats from the trailer that I'll pick up because uh, I think the, the first thing that kind of goes wrong is the body isn't it yeah pretty much where the children are playing together. So there's the two children in the family and then there's a young girl from, from the other family and they're all playing together, hide and seek and uh, a body kind of washes up and, and kind of the, 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 the son kind of discovers it. And um, that kind of sends everyone into a frenzy and um, they try to firstly leave the beach to call for help and, not only can they not get a phone signal, they also cannot leave the beach. Um, whenever they try to go back through the the kind of rocks um, to get to get back to to the road, um, they black out and end up kind of crawling back towards the beach and then kind of pass out for a limited amount of time. Um, so it starts to become very sci-fi at that point. To that, um, the the children it starts to noticeably realize that they're aging and they're becoming much older. I think kind of the the boy is about six when we first begin and, and he, he very quickly becomes kind of 11, 12 and, and mm. continues to age up. And um, yeah, all of the characters slowly realize that, that on this beach uh, time is acting very differently and everyone seems to be aging much earlier than they would normally. Um, so yeah, so at that point it becomes a struggle for them to kind of get off this beach before, um, before time catches up with them, I guess. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the movie in a nutshell. I think, um, with, with, with an M night movie, we kind of knew this plot going in and I think our biggest questions were kind of how much of a twist is there going to be and when, and when is this Mm. movie going to open up to be kind of more than that? 
Um, but um, yeah, that's kind of what we knew going into this. And you can kind of tell that from, like I say, very much from the trailer, but even from the poster, it kind of, you know, hints at that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you want to go into this one? Yeah, this movie was really interesting because I I discussed on the show seeing the trailer um and not liking it. Um it was it didn't really do anything for me and I said in the news that like if this wasn't an M Night movie it would have been a trailer that I watched once and completely forgot about and probably wouldn't have even seeked it out to watch it um because it just didn't really leave an impression on me. And so going into it it was a weird one for me. I'm a you know said time and time again on the podcast I'm such a huge fan of M Nights as a director um with especially his last three movies being such a huge resurgence in his career and, and really made me remember how much I loved his early films. Um and so I was, that was me going into this movie. It was a very weird place. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then it kind of starts. We're introduced to the family. We're introduced to the, to the resort. And it's kind of, okay, I'm expecting what I've seen in the trailer. And then just as the movie started to unpeel, um, I really just found myself getting more and more pulled in and really becoming attached to a lot of the characters. Um, there's a lot going on here, which I didn't expect. Um where mm. I think I've said this before with feel like don't breathe do such a good job of they have an extremely basic concept but they do such a good job of just wringing every single little piece of tension and story beats and drama and emotion that they could possibly get out of there and this movie very much reminded me of that that this is like an unbelievably basic concept but I think he pretty much got everything he could out of this there's a few things that maybe could have been better but overall, I'm like, he pretty much made the best version of what this movie could have been, um, which ultimately was a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. And I really didn't expect that. So I'm sat here right now being incredibly um, pleasantly surprised with this movie. Um, I think especially the kind of the cast of characters, because from that trailer, there was no one that was drawing me in. There wasn't really anything that looked that interesting in terms of the actual characters. And and again, this just shows you how you can just make a bad trailer, man, that just doesn't mm. accurately portray the movie. Because I'd said, like, well, it just kind of looks like people running around screaming and it just looks a bit annoying. Whereas that wasn't my feeling watching this movie at all um i was actually invested in a lot of the little micro stories going on between all of the characters there's like you say there's probably about a dozen people in this movie that like um actually add to the story it's not just about this one person or these two people or there has this one issue um there's a lot going on it's all told very well um obviously some of them are more you know early subplots that get resolved fairly quickly there's a lot of kind of early callbacks that then are pivotal pivot uh, pivotal towards the end of the movie but um overall yeah really well crafted and i think the kind of the way this movie looks i really liked and it was something that again I should have known from the trailer, but I just didn't really pick up on it was it was really nice to see a horror movie primarily set on a beach, um, a really gorgeous, nice, sunny beach. And yes, there is a portion which is set at night, um, which wasn't my favorite part of the movie. Um, Probably my least favorite part of the movie for that reason, because you know how I am with things that are poorly lit Um, and it was very poorly lit. Um, but the, the, you know, 80, 85% of this movie is just on the day on the beach. And I'm like, that is, it's hard to make 
I think an effective thriller um, in that in that kind of location because it's very relaxing. And I think M Night did a great job of making me feel very uneasy watching this whole film. Where it is, it starts slowly. There's a body that's recovered, but you think, oh, maybe this person was just, you know, yeah, maybe、um, they drowned, you know, yeah, exactly. And like, why is this guy's nose bleeding? And all of these small things, and then it just it keeps escalating. And they keep adding these small things and. There was like a multiple scenes in this movie of drawn out kind of tension and drama that just really, really worked for me,、um, and really made me feel things. Really made me think about the message of what he was trying to get across.、Um, again, I think some of it is a bit heavy handed,、um, as is kind of always the case with M Night to, to、mm. some extent.、Um, but I always. Yeah, but I like I appreciate someone like him that will swing for the fences in that regard. And for me, he always hits more often than not, and he and he did in this film.、Um, and so when those emotional drama dramatic dramatic beats actually worked, I was affected by it in a way that very few genre movies do get me affected.、Um, I, I spoke about it recently when I was watching the, the kind of Cronenberg movies, and that was what hit me with the Dead Zone, where it really the actual. Drama of the people really affected me, and this did as well. It just it really hit me, kind of what they were going through as a family, all these different people,、um, and yeah, I was just like I say, overall, really pleasantly surprised. I wasn't like blown away,、um, but I think. When it ended, I was satisfied, and I was also incredibly surprised. As someone who had very low expectations going in,、um, this ended up definitely being one of my favorite movies so far. Not like right at the top by any means, but like certainly one of the better films of the year, and certainly one of the most unique films of the year as well. Because I don't think I've ever really seen a movie like this before.、Um, where we we said before, it does. It is like basically an extended Twilight Zone episode. Like、mm. that's what this film is.、Um, but I feel like I was probably saying that more too much of a negative sense going in because ultimately I'm like, well, why am I being negative towards that? Those are things that I like and appreciate.、Um, maybe it was just because it wasn't M Night in so many ways. But ultimately, this was a great. Version of that of just has this really self-contained story of what would you do mentally and physically if you were going through something like this, and the the movie actually did a better job than I was expecting of even trying to like explain stuff.、Mm. Where like I didn't need that at all. I, I was thinking, yep, Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, it's a beach that ages you. Go. You, do you know what I mean? Like、yeah. I didn't remotely think they would try and bring up science or the outside world or anything to even try and explain <laughs> this. And so when they do, I was kind of like, that's actually quite cool. And I'm like, oh, that brings up a lot of moral dilemmas、um, that I think are really fascinating. And I think he delves into those really well. So for some of that stuff is some of his best work for sure. But I think.、Um, I thought the cast was very good,、um, without anyone really being exceptional. Like this was one of those movies that I really liked, and then kind of when I was looking at our, as I always do when we watch a film for the podcast, I kind of look at our nominations for awards、mm. come end of year, and this was one that didn't really jump out on any of the individual categories. 
and i was like oh, okay and then I, when i thought about it i was like well no that's not because i don't like this movie it just doesn't speak to these very specific things yeah it's like there isn't a standout villain or best actor best actress it is just like a solid movie that's really well told that i was emotionally affected by for the most part um some things were a little bit eye rolly um i think the early like the for me the worst part of the movie was the first 15 minutes because and i and i do think as well that this is a movie that i think i would have liked even more had i not seen the trailer um not just because the trailer was bad for me but because there is so many beats that are really well delivered in the film that i that sadly i knew were coming um and we can maybe get into that a little bit once i've got your thoughts but like there is a couple of beats where you're like oh this is that bit in the trailer that they kind of ruined but now i'm seeing it in the context of the film this moment is actually really awesome and i'm shocked that they're going there and i can't wait to see where this goes um so yeah i i really really like this movie what what did you make of it yeah i think um like coming out of this movie i was like oh i wanted like more of an impact Mm. kind of walking out of it but then like a couple of days removed i just keep thinking about how good it was and i think kind of um for me it was the fact that i was just i was never bored the movie has such a pace to it Mm. where um i agree with you that the opening is probably the weakest part but it's still not bad because you have you have all these question marks and this hotel is clearly a bit shady Mm -hmm. and kind of forcing them to this beach and you're looking at everyone and i kind of was looking at i was looking at people every every old person in the movie i was looking at thinking are you stealing youth off someone (laughs) like just all these different things that i was trying to think about um and then kind of when they get to the beach i think kind of the trailer and my expectations were that that people were just going to get old and get freaked out. Mm. So they, the kids were just going to get older and the parents would get freaked out and then people get a bit wrinkly and get freaked out. And like, um, and I was okay with that, but, but that isn't what this movie is. They explore everything that you possibly could with this mechanic. Like you say that this mechanic of growing old isn't just, just there. And then people freak out by it and move on. It's what it does to people physically mentally emotionally um you know how their body decays in different ways and just all of these different things that were encompassed in this movie and i think it's great and i think kind of the the children in particular were fascinating because um in the trailer again you get like the first reveal when the kind of boy is much older Mm. and he's kind of talking like a kid in a in a teenage boy's body yeah and and i was like okay but that's gonna be a bit annoying like the more you get into this but but they they mature and it's kind of like it's almost like on this island or in this you know time is moving very fast but you are you are still experiencing your life and you are still getting these moments and, and some of these feelings. You're not getting it all, but you are getting some of it. And it's kind of this really weird mindfuck for these characters where by the end of the movie, um, you know, characters are much older, the children in particular, and kind of, but they're not just talking like six-year-olds still. They, they have matured and they have grown up on this island in a very short space of time. And I thought that was fascinating. And then I think... Um, the way that they kind of explore, um, you know, growing old in different ways. Obviously, we've got a scale, a real scale of characters. We've got, you know, the youngest is five or six. We have an elderly woman. We have a we have a dog. 
we have kind of um loads of different people that have got different um you know the the age and then and, and it's not just like you know you don't just grow old and die that's not how people in in the normal world grow old and die mm. so people were starting to kind of have vision problems and hearing problems and all stuff like this and and I, and, and I just wasn't expecting that level of detail and I think um it all just kind of built this like you say it just squeezed everything out of this concept and you kind of like oh well if you were to grow old quickly would this happen and and then we get to see it and like pretty much anything that you can think of he did cram in here um i think there's kind of there there was a really kind of dramatic scene with with the with the kids and kind of what happens with them i won't go into it too much but like i thought that really hit the mark and i was like jesus christ i can't believe they went there um uh but yeah pretty much every choice they made with kind of aging as as you know that's the crux of this whole movie i think they did a really good job on um i think as they start to age up the older characters in this movie as well i think they did a good job of that because that could have been uh you know kind of last harry potter movie kind of mm. thing where they just kind of like <laughs> stick a bit of gray and facial hair on someone and, and make you know pretend they're older and I, and I thought they did a fantastic job where i was looking at them i was like you know, they, they clearly really tried to make the characters look younger at the start of this movie. So then they could make them look how they normally look. And then they made them look, then they kind of aged them up to look older. And it really yeah. helped make our characters look very different from start to finish. Um, yeah, it's worth and, no, it's worth bringing up because that could have been really bad and distracting. And that's yeah. something that maybe why if this was, for example, a an anthology TV you know episode they wouldn't have had that budget to be able to put the care and attention that mm. that they're so desperately needed where like you say i just saw characters i wasn't yeah. necessarily thinking like oh that person looks a little bit older or, or now we have a different actor portraying this character it always just felt like nope that's the same character and they've just yeah. aged yeah and especially the the husband and wife kind of like when they started to get really old and like at one point i just took a step back and was like jesus christ they look so different mm. and it's the same actor and actress and yeah like i said i i thoroughly enjoyed it i think kind of um when i when i come out of it and if i start to get overly critical i think like i enjoyed the drama and the kind of world behind it i think it it isn't a traditional m night movie and I, and i think that was probably when i first walked away that i was kind of like oh it didn't have this giant like middle finger at the end that was just this exclamation point on the movie it just kind of you know it does have a a, a reveal kind of towards mm. the end and it and it does and and that has a real interesting spin on things and i kind of and again like with a with all good movies it kind of ended very quickly yeah. Like I'm not I won't go into it, but a lot happens in the last ten minutes. Um, a hell of a lot. And it's kinda like it's weird because more happens in that in the last ten minutes than I expected it would in the way of resolution and, and kind of conclusion to this story. But also I still had a lot of questions and I and I needed more. And I kind of um yeah, it's 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 kind of strange and, and yeah, kind of even like when this movie ended and we got the conclusion i got i just found myself thinking about the characters that were still there in that world and was like what the hell do they do now like what what is the next step for them <laughs> like it's so it's so weird and like i would i would love just to just like m night to have his next movie of like these characters and just just like 
just living their life just like <laughs> drama like like not anything that's like supernatural or anything just being like yeah we're just recovering from what happened in this mm. um because i would be interested to see that i i think it would be a bit of a waste of his talents but i, <laughs> I would i would enjoy it yeah um but yeah I had, I had a great time with it i think um you know it lived up to my expectations and um yeah, it's definitely among my favorites. It's certainly not my absolute favorites. I don't think it's. I think if someone is looking for, um, it, it definitely has horror stuff. You know, it is a horror movie, but it's not. You know, it's not this crazy in your face horror movie. It, it's mm. it's so much more about the characters. I mean, you do get some pretty violent scenes in it. Um, and again, when the violence happens, they they really mess with you with this time mechanic and how that like if if everything is aging rapidly and stuff what happens if you get cut mm. like what what does what happens in that world if you're if you're getting you know old so quick how how do wounds and stuff heal and all of that stuff and they really explored it in multiple different scenes that was fascinating as well yeah this um, is one of the main things that i love about a movie like this is like you say it, it is an extremely hardcore sci-fi concept mm. and the, any question you could possibly ask it the film itself pretty much brings up and then answers it in an incredibly satisfying way which was mm. definitely one of my favorite things about it and um piggybacking off what you said i i love the ending i thought it mm. kind of like i say they peeled back so many more layers than i was ever expecting this movie to be about where i just was so invested in the characters on the beach that was all mm. i really cared about i didn't yeah. expect them to go any any layers deeper than that and so when they did every little piece that was fed to me i was like this is great and this is enough and then it kept giving me more and more and i loved the ending by the end of it i felt like they pretty much answered everything that i had as a viewer and i was like yep that's incredibly satisfying really fucked up um really makes me think about mm -hmm. you know that's what i love about great sci-fi sci-fi is that it kind of brings in real life dilemmas and dramas and how would people in the real world react to these certain elements if they were a reality and it really does make you think with the like what human beings are capable of yeah. and what they've done already in history and whether or not if they had a power like this how would they use it and i honestly don't think it would be too, very too far removed from what we see in this movie no, um, no, it's brilliant. which i loved um so yeah like i was I don't know. This is a really, really nice one to talk about where <laughs> I don't know why I should like say I shouldn't have had low expectations for an M night movie. Um, cause I do consider myself like a fanboy of his, but this was nice to be like, yeah, you know what? That trailer, I mean, I don't know if M night was to do with that or, or, or whoever, but like that was a bad trailer for a great movie. Um, and that does happen. Um, and this is a great example. This is going to be my most recent, most recent touchstone now of like, if there's a movie, like if the nope trailer uh trailer comes out you know jordan peele's next movie and the trailer's terrible i could be like well maybe the movie's still great because because old show mm. was you know um <laughs> because yeah we've seen some trailers this year like last night in soho that trailer is to me a 10 out of 10 trailer uh, um yeah. hopefully the movie is a 10 out of 10 but um we don't we don't know about that um i did want to mention one brief thing as well um and then i'll, I'll get what you was going to say about m night because um He's in this movie uh, acting and it's bizarre to say the least because he always has little small cameos. I really liked his ones kind of recently um, in Glass in particular um, mm. because 
the whole director cameo thing i've always been fascinated from kind of like hitchcock was the one that that popularized it and then we see these varying degrees um where tarantino got kind of got to a point where he was in his movies quite a bit and i was really happy that like he's not you know he was very stripped back in once upon a time in hollywood um Mm. and so to see m night really play this is mildly spoilery but he ends up playing a very pivotal character in this movie mm. and He's i was disappointed yeah and i was disappointed personally that he cast himself or at least assume he did in this role because not to get too much into it but this role is really important in the movie and i do think that a better performance would have gone a long way into making me this is already a movie that i really enjoyed but i would have liked it even more if there was i think there was a chance for a little bit of humor in those moments and m night plays everything like one line like it's just very like he's reading the words and again i'm one of his biggest fans as a director as a writer but i just don't really see why he needs to be in his films in such a big role when he's got one or two lines it's great it's like oh there he is yeah great he, he was there whereas this was like no this was like you played a character yeah, in this movie i i, I appreciate like the stanley like when's he gonna pop up sort yeah. of thing but i i don't i don't want him to be as as prevalent in this movie for for sure mm. um because because yeah it, it can be distracting yeah um so yeah that's pretty much it i guess um shall we go into our recommendations do it i mean yeah highly recommend this one i I will say as well like i i definitely would recommend this as a cinema watch because i do think the fact that it looks so different to probably any other horror movie that we've you know covered for the show um Mm. you know i always bring up midsummer as the high point of like it looks so dramatically different to every other horror movie and that's one of the countless reasons why i'm so in love with it as a film and obviously i don't love this movie as much but like it really went a long way to be like oh yeah i'm sitting in the cinema in july i'm watching this stunning location in the middle of the day but I'm not just kicking my feet up and enjoying it. I'm tense. I'm nervous. I'm invested in what's going on. It's uncomfortable. Um, there's some real scenes that make your guts turn at times. I'm thinking about the emotional weight that this would have on the characters and what they're going through and how I would react in those situations and the kind of like these things being taken from you that you just take for granted in life. And yeah, it, it did all those things whilst also looking so different. So for that reason alone, I would highly recommend people watch this at the cinema. Um, and yeah, the movie itself is fantastic as well. So definitely check it out for that reason. Yeah, I think um, we're both quite similar in that we don't like cinema horror when it is just there for cheap cheap scares and that sort mm. of stuff. Just loud noises. I hate a loud noise that's trying to make a cinema jump. And then it becomes even more egregious when you get home and watch the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not what I want to go see at the cinema for horror movies. I want to go see A Quiet Place or something like that that is just so elevated because you're in the cinema. Mm. And I think definitely this does lean that way, that this this movie is better on the big screen. And and yeah, that that's you know the case pretty much with every movie, but it does elevate it in other ways. I think... Um, you know, some movies you can just watch and it, it's fine. But I definitely think this is elevated on the big screen. It looks beautiful. Um, and yeah, you should definitely go see it. I think um, if you're an M. Night movie, if you're an M. Night kind of fan, then I think, you know, uh, 
100% you see this movie because you'll you'll love it and continue to see his work. If you're not a fan of M Night, I think this is this is like as as non M Night as you're going to get and mm. still be very good. So I think it kind of caters for everyone. That's um, a really good point. I do think, yeah, because this doesn't like you say I. I'm an M Night fan because I like the style that he has on the movies, but I kind of I like this for very different reasons. And mm. so it's like even in my mind now when I'm thinking about his other movies, I'm like, well, they all feel like they're on this very similar trajectory. And then this is just this own weird thing where it's like, mm. I love this, but it's not. I mean, it's not split and it's not glass and and even the yeah, visit and the visit um, evolution of those. Mm. It, it is just a very much a different thing yeah which is good like you say that i do think if you have seen some of his movies and you think they're a bit maybe pretentious or or you know twist reliant um this movie is not that this is just Mm -hmm. the concept is what it is it's not like we're we've really been skirting around major kind of story spoilers because that the story is what we've said it's a bunch of characters going through this um this awful yeah, thing aging rapidly but it's know? it's the emotional weight and the drama that he gets out of that that's so strong so yeah it's this is a this was a great time i'm really mm. happy i'm so glad this movie was awesome <laughs> like yeah. these are always the best ones where it's like yeah i had low expectations and then the movie was fantastic um so yeah great time um yeah that was our discussion of old uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back so yeah that is pretty much it for this week um we we had our longest news section ever, so um, we did indeed. We did I'm indeed. Sure that will fill us as rather than having an extended conversation about anything else at the end of the show. Um, but I did want to just think, mention our schedule. But what what was you going to say? Yeah, there was one little thing I just wanted to go into because mm. I don't often talk about this sort of thing, and uh, um, I have been watching a lot this week. Where um, I've been watching a lot of documentaries, right? Um, and I've. I think a couple of weeks ago I was saying to you how sick and tired I am of the Netflix model yeah. and kind of how they do their documentaries. And I was in the middle of the son of Sam documentary that's on Netflix and I finished that one off and it really did frustrate me that I felt like they told pretty much the whole story in one episode and then just dragged out a load of rumor and, and just like extra content for the rest of the episodes. And it was frustrating. And just because one guy spent 30 years researching this and going into a rabbit hole doesn't mean I needed to. They could have given me the cliff notes, mm. um, and it was frustrating. But then this week, I've just watched one of their other documentaries, which is the Ripper documentary, mm. which I don't know whether you've seen this. No, I've hardly seen um, any of them. I still watched them a long time ago. So so the Ripper is um, the, the Yorkshire Ripper uh, murders yeah. that happened in the 70s in, in England, and it's it's just a crazy story because of something like this happening in, in England, I think is, um, you know, it's, it's unprecedented and, and kind of, um, it's a really good documentary. Um, so yeah, having kind of gone through a couple of stinkers, I really had a good time with this one. I think it was a story that I was not too familiar with and with it being in, in England, I'm, I'm glad I'm now more familiar with it. Um, how many, is it it multiple episodes? Yeah, it's multiple episodes. It's four, I think, four hour long episodes. Right. Um, 
Let me have a look. Uh, yeah, four 50-minute episodes. Right. Um, but yeah, it's really good, and it, and it really kind of goes into the case. It goes into the, 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 the kind of women and the families, and it's not focusing on the murderer as this kind of, you know, anything other than just he's a piece of shit, which is pretty much what the documentary focuses on, which I mm. think is right. And, and yeah, it was just a really, you know, if you're into true crime and you're into documentaries, I think it was a really well done one and kind of like this really fascinating case and especially how it all came together. Like I didn't really know kind of how, how the, how things ended with the Ripper and kind of everything like that. And um, yeah, it, I, I thought the whole thing was fascinating. It was one of those where the second it had finished, I then kind of went on wikipedia and kind of was reading more and and yeah just just really got me interested in it and so it was a really well done documentary um crazy to think that he passed away last year because of covid as well yeah yeah like, that's mad. i'd forgotten that i'd completely <laughs> forgotten that i was like oh well you know covid wasn't so bad after all <laughs> yeah um wasn't that oh no i can't remember if that was the same with manson or not um but uh whether that was a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, I don't ago. know whether I don't know whether it was confirmed with him, but with the Ripper it pretty much, you know, that's that's what's on his death certificate. Yeah. Um yeah, I might have to give this a watch thing cuz like I say I I am interested in these, but I'm totally with you and I felt that way about like years ago where I was just like yeah. these are unbelievable the amount of padding it's like 95 percent padding and I, I can't even remember which one it was but it was way before watching like a lot of the popular yeah. ones where i'd just given oh, yeah. up a long before, time ago even like making a murderer and stuff like yeah. they've been doing it and they've gotten more outrageous i think mm. what this one does it, not to go on too much about it but netflix's thing is at the end of each episode they have like this moment where it's like oh a reveal yeah. And then they just, and then nothing really happens in the next episode. With this, with this one, they give a reveal, and then it does give you the continuation. The story continues to go. Where I'm like, I remember just one of the epi- the, the, the the kind of penultimate episode, like what they kind of said. I was like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, what's going to go on here? And then like they they continue that, and it was just, it was yeah, it was it was really enjoyable for for someone that's been sticking out these documentaries i kind of like to stick them on in the background more than anything mm. and then this one grabbed my attention enough that i was watching it um and and purely watching it not just doing it, not just having it on in the background so so yeah. yeah that's good it's good to know that they are still making decent ones um mm. But uh, yeah, that is pretty much it. Like I say, the upcoming schedule. Um, so the, one of the big releases looks like it's just not coming to the UK, um, which is right. The Green Knight, um, the kind of A24 movie. Um, is out the 30th of July. Kind of all the reviews have already gone up um, ahead of this Friday. But our local cinema is not showing it. And it's always weird with the A24 ones because I feel like they mm. don't really have that much of a presence in the UK anymore. Um, I'm trying to even remember if they were even attached to like Midsummer when it came out over here. Because obviously Lighthouse was them and it was like, um, you know, it was a different company in the UK. Um, so I am curious whether like A20 and obviously St. Maud was like, we got St. Maud way ahead of the States because they were holding mm. off because of A24. So it's like i don't i wonder if that's a thing going forward i'm gonna have to like do some more research but i feel like they might start to become one of these distributors that maybe just don't even release their movies in the uh in the uk anymore which would which would suck because i really do like them as like a label um 
but like I say, if they just don't have any interest in it, we'll obviously have to just keep an, uh, an eye out for the movies individually as and when they become available. Um, but uh, yeah, we do still have escape room on the kind of agenda, um, which is looking like our local cinema will still have one show in um, this coming oh, week. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we might be able to keep the uh, the cinema train rolling. Otherwise, we'll just have to watch Fear Street Part 3. Um which I really want to see, but yeah, we'll watch that when the cinema isn't an option, of course. Um, but yeah, that was episode 258, where we discussed a shit ton of news, most of which was pretty awesome, um, and an awesome movie called Old. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I